Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Alan Hahn, Jason Fitz in for the guys. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our phone guests will join us on the Goodyear hotline. And, I, you know, I feel bad. I genuinely feel bad. And I, I think it's because I take no joy in watching certain football teams consistently struggle. And, you know, Han and I are both fans of teams that have seen better days uh, on the field. Uh, I, I, you know, for me as a Raiders fan, for you as a Jets fan, like as you start to think about some of what that what you just heard, it actually sort of breaks my heart. Like when I hear Greeny just ripping through the emotions of another season that has not gone the right way, and then you compare that to the hope that we had before the season started, I just, I understand why everybody's constantly grasping at straws to try and figure out what's better. And I'm not sure there's a real answer that's easy for either New York team because no. both of them are sitting here. Both have tried to address coach. Both have tried to address quarterback. And both are still sitting here yet again in this endless cycle, Han, trying to figure out how they actually get better. The problem, I think, has been the pressure here to win is usually immediate. The lack of patience that's here has been well-documented. And I, it's with both franchises, what you can't say is that they are adverse to change. In fact, the argument is they change too much. It's constantly turning over. But why? Because they make mistakes almost like every time there's a decision, it's the wrong one. I mean, the Adam Gase decision there with the options that you did have is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And it probably set the Jets franchise back five years at the very least, if not more. We'll see, again, as this current now regime can fix it. And and I'm actually one of those people that does actually believe in Joe Douglas as a GM. I do think with another draft, he had a really good draft this year. People are calling him out for the 2020 draft. But I just think you know he's got draft capital. I think there are pieces here that he's going to build this thing going forward. If Robert Sala is the coach or not, I don't know. He looks he he certainly looks and sounds the part, but then they play a game and you go, does he know what he's doing? You know, that's that's my problem. On the Giants side though, it's every decision just seems like the wrong one. Every single decision feels like they screwed it up again. Saquon Barkley at number 2 overall. Daniel Jones at 6 overall. Wanting Justin Herbert, having to wait, and instead of waiting and then still having the chance to get him, you know, you take, you, there was four offensive linemen who were in this draft, and you take the guy that everybody, that he, you thought was the best one, and he ends up being like the third best one. Like, only the Giants is doing this. So, what is the common denominator, Fitz, that, that we look at with these two franchises? I hate to say it, starts at the top. The Jets well, didn't have their owner in place for a number of years because he was overseas serving as an uh, ambassador. So that he had his brother running it, and his brother openly told you, I want to run this thing better than him, so I want to win, so when he comes back, like I'm the man. Like It became more about that and less about, let me just make sure we're all making the right decisions. And he made bad decisions. Then, of course, on the Giants' side, it's, it's John Mara and the Mara family very much entrenched in upstairs in, in the Giants organization where they've got family members in the football operations area and they're involved in many football decisions and they just can't get out of their own way when it comes to resetting the franchise. They took, they took Tom Coughlin out and they never brought back somebody that was going to keep everything under control. I, I, I don't know. There, there's just more and more about 
these two franchises that scream it starts in the ownership box, then then I want to believe. But that just seems to be the common denominator. And, and, and I don't that, know how you fix that. You can't. You can trade players. You can fire coaches. You can't change owners, and that might be the problem. I, I think that's the hardest thing for every fan fan base to hear. And yep. I, look, I mean, that's the thing I've, I've said repeatedly. Whether it's about the Raiders or whether it's been about the Browns or, or the Jets or any of these teams, at some point you have to look at it and say the one consistent is the guy that owns the team. And what do you do? When you realize that the person that owns the team, that actually cuts the checks, that makes the ultimate decision, is bad at evaluating football talent. And I don't just mean on the field. I mean front office talent, coaching talent. Like, if you have to have this moment where you turn around and say, okay, guess what? The person that owns this team that ultimately has the final say on everything is not good at identifying the right people. Take it a step further. Then the cycle is just only going to repeat. Take it a step further. And you have Mark Davis to deal with, right? Take it a step further. How about that? It's not that it's not only that they're really bad at assessing talent and leadership that they're also really bad at looking in the mirror and saying I kind of need to get out of the way. Like I, I probably should not I sh- I probably should hire somebody and give them all the power. Empower them and say you just tell me how much I need to spend, what do you need from me and then I'll let you make all decisions instead of no no, I want to be very much involved in this decision. I, I want to have a conversation about. It. No no no. Like, especially in a big market like New York is, you've got to have somebody that can that understands media, that can be at the podium, that is the face of your franchise, that sets the tone. The last guy they had was Tom Coughlin, and everybody stopped listening to him. Everybody did. They all stopped listening to him. And that was a problem. They, they wanted Odell. They wanted to make Odell happy. Players were grumbling. Like, it's that new, you know, again, some of the new era players that don't like to be coached hard. Not everyone's like that. We heard Jalen Hurts talk about it yesterday. That he he was you know he's a, a a son of a coach so I'm used to getting yelled at so you instead of looking at it as let's build this franchise with the face of somebody that knows how to organize us and get us right it's well I want to be involved and if players aren't happy I want them to be happy and so maybe you're not the guy for me anymore and and that's wrong you've got to be able to hire somebody with a resume who is smart respected connected all those things. And then have the ability to trust him enough to get the hell out of the way. And I'm Isn't, telling you, they don't have that on in both sides. They don't have that. And that's a major problem. Isn't that sort of what James Dolan attempted to do with the Knicks a few years ago, right? Like bringing in Phil Jackson was supposed to be the moment where yes. an owner came in and said, look, and I'm just going to hand over control over to this person. Yep. Even in that situation... It's still such a volatile thing where, you know, are you getting some – and that I think that's well, that, what Mark right, Davis and, and was trying to do with John Gruden, right? Like it, you bring in somebody and say, yep. I'll let them take over. Even at that, you can't – to your point, you've not only got to be able to find the person that's got the resume and the know-how, you've also got to find somebody that's invested, that that feels like they're emotionally there, that's going to put in that work, mm-hmm. that, that has got the right vision. Like you've got to identify the right guy. And, yes. uh, man, I just think we understate – for all of, like, look at the draft. We go into the draft every year and we get overhyped about 10 prospects and eight mm-hmm. of those 10 are not going to make it because no matter how much great football minds sit there and study this, you can't get it right. Look at how many coaching hires every year are just trash and we realize it three years later. I, I think what, the hard part is there are only 32 NFL owners and my money right now says that more of them than not are bad at figuring out who should be running their franchise. Which is incredible because they're all billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes you crazy. <laughs> 
but it is just like how how did you get this far? Like you do wonder this as because all successful men, right? All of them who own these franchises, all of them, and yet you stare at them when they make football decisions or they make hires, and you just go, "How did you ever make all that money? Like, what did you do? <laughs> like, how could you have possibly be? How could you have that much of a lack of awareness and yet be this successful in life? So it does make us crazy as fans, but we have to remember they're fans too. They yeah. they think with emotion. They make decisions with emotion. But but let me just go back to because it's a great point you made, and that is involving another New York team and James Dolan and how he has been accused over the, over time of being too much involved, of of you know making decisions and 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 doing things that where he steps in where maybe he shouldn't have stepped in. It was something that he actually went on the air in New York on the Michael K show and admitted. You know what? I, I've learned I've got to let experts make these decisions. I've learned that, and I'm going to get out of the way. And that's why he brought in Phil, because Phil was the biggest name in the game and a former Nick. The problem is that he had to beg Phil to get the job, which probably should have given you a little indication of he doesn't really want this job, right? But he did it because he thought, let me get the best guy, and I'll get out of his way. And then, of course, Phil couldn't get out of his own damn way. So that was a huge mistake. So then he had to force himself back in and get rid of him and make another decision, right? And so he's done that now to a point. But what he has done is kept his word. He has stayed out of it. And he's allowed those he's hired to do what they've got to do. Now, this group right now, last year, good success, heading towards the right direction. It's the healthiest the franchise has been in a long time. And that's why if I'm Woody Johnson, if I'm John Mara and Steve Tisch, I've got to look at like, even the Steinbrenners, even Hal Steinbrenner is a guy that hands the reins to Brian Cashman and stays out of the way for the most part. Is he involved? Are the Steinbrenners involved? Of course they are. It's a family business, just like for the marriage, it's a family business. But Brian Cashman leads the way. He's the voice. He's the one they trust. There's your key word, though, Fitz. Trust. Yeah. You have to have that trust in whoever you hire to say, not only am I giving you trust in and running this organization as if you own it, I'm also going to trust you to know that this might take longer than I expected, but i got to believe in your vision. I've got to believe in who you are and what you're planning to do here, and we just see there's so much turnover because the minute there's media criticism, that belief goes away. Now, they've got the Giants have to figure out what they're doing in their front office because Dave Gettleman obviously is not the guy. They've got to figure it out. I do think that Woody Johnson and company got the right guy in Joe Douglas – that's the guy you have to trust and give it a little more time. Look at the people he he learned under. Ozzie Newsom, right? right? Howie Roseman. Like he he's learned from people that have had success and won Super Bowls. So I think he's got to know what he's doing. But on the Giants side of things, who they hand the keys to next is a critical decision for a franchise that is in in the embarrassing stages of what it looked like in the seventies. Taking a, a seasonal spin on it, I feel sometimes like we need to remember most of the owners in the NFL are Charlie Brown, and every time they go to hire, they're running after the football, and the football just keeps moving away from them, and they fall straight on their ass. And we just watch it happen every time, and every time we're surprised. I, I don't know why. This is the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Jason Fitz, Alan Hahn. We're hanging out with you, and uh, it, it's time to play a little game. Evan, Evan, producer extraordinaire, going to come in and help us through this. Are you ready to play Take Your Pick, Evan? You've got questions, and we've got options. Take your pick. Got to wait for the big intro production, and Take Your Pick is delivered by FanDuel. Get your first bet 
risk-free when you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using code KJM. All right, impromptu here. We're going to do first. Uh, Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson, they don't play each other this weekend, but who would you take uh, going forward? Take your pick, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones. Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Fizz, you can say neither. Uh, Well, I wouldn't (laughs) want either, but if I was the GM of a team and I had to make the choice between the two, I I think I would still take Daniel Jones. I, I, I just... I didn't. I didn't know what to expect from Zach Wilson coming out of college, uh, and, and I still don't know what to expect from Zach Wilson. And maybe Daniel Jones is only mediocre, but I'm not sure that we even know if Zach Wilson will be mediocre. Unfortunately. But he had to throw the pro day season, though. Fitz, did you not yeah. see the throw of the pro day season? Uh, I mean, <laughs> hip hip hooray! Uh, I, I'll never forget. <laughs> I asked Zach Wilson in an interview, uh, doing some of the college football work I, I do at the end of his BYU season. I said, "You had such a huge year this year, and it was such a big." change from years before what was the biggest difference for you why was it different this year and his answer was i don't know man and that's just always like like if you don't know i don't know so like it's hard for me to take one year at byu against a bunch of opponents that were scheduled on a whim on day's notice and just take that into some sort of big nfl career i hope i'm wrong i root for every one of these quarterbacks that are drafted to be great i hope i'm wrong i just don't think we've seen anything yet i hope you're wrong too all right let's focus on this weekend Browns hopefully will get Baker Mayfield back from the COVID reserve list. Baker Mayfield versus Aaron Rodgers. Who has the better game? Take your pick. Who has the better Wait. game? Yeah, that's what we're Aaron Rodgers. Who plays better? Take take the quarterback you think is going to play better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, that's easy. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to outplay Baker. Right. Like even if Baker's back, he's a shell of himself. I honestly feel bad for Baker at this point. Like he is a shell of himself health-wise. I if it wasn't a contract sort of a situation, I wonder if he would have shut himself down before where he is right now. He's trying to out there be out there and tough it out and I just sure. don't know that that can work. Yeah. Carson Wentz or Kyler Murray, who has a better game? Take your pick. If I was the coach of the Colts, if I'm Frank Reich, I don't even let Carson Wentz throw anymore. Like, just forget it. We're not even going to pretend we do it. You know, five of 12 and a win over the Patriots. Like, the Colts know who they are right now. Just go out there and, and you know, try and ram the ball down the Cardinals' throats. Uh, Murray will have a better day because they're not going to hey, throw the Cardinals. Phrasing. Uh, yeah, wow. Careful there. Uh, I tell you what, though. Having a better game could mean just managing it, doing exactly what you said. Don't do too much. Kyler Murray's got to face what's going to be a pretty tough front and and run for his life and still doesn't have his number one wide receiver target. So I'm going to take Carson Wentz. Oh. Assuming Lamar Jackson plays, and it's a pretty big assumption, could be Tyler Huntley again for the Ravens. But assuming Jackson plays, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, who plays better? Can I can I just take this off the rails for two seconds? Alan yes. Hahn asked me earlier how Raiders fans feel about Derek Carr. There's a whole section of Raiders fan Twitter on Sunday during the Ravens game that was saying, I'd take Huntley over Carr right now. That's that's <laughs> oh the world that, that Raiders Twitter is. It's a oh nightmare. It, it makes me want to drink. Uh, I, that, hold on, Hahn. Where did I text you about Tyler Huntley on Sunday? Where will he be next year starting? Uh, did he, you say uh, New Orleans? New Orleans. He will be yeah. the starting quarterback for the New Orleans yeah. Saints. Yeah, I think did say that his, New Orleans. Right. I think he's playing his way into a starting situation. I just think it's two games, and maybe we need a little more proof of concept before we turn two games into a legend. That's across the board. Um, but in this one, no, Joe Burrow, uh, I, I think Joe Burrow has to have a big game for the Bengals to win. Everything's on his back in this one. Their offense didn't play well enough in the last game. I think he comes back, comes out, guns, plays, and Joe Burrow will play better. I, I feel bad for the Ravens. It's just too much this year with the injuries. How about Huntley turns into Matt Flynn, just turns it into a big payday? Um, One of which came from the Raiders. Thanks. I'm Joe, a Joe, Joe Burrow. 
Joe Burrow, you just you just as long as he doesn't you know he doesn't catch the vid because you know once he put it out there, you know it's just it's yeah it's inevitable. <sighs> Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> Zach Wilson, top two picks from last year's draft. We get this game. Er, um, Daryl Bevel and Robert Sala, two former coaches from Seattle, against each other. So uh, oh. take a pick: who plays better, Lawrence or Wilson? <sighs> Neither. I mean, huh? right. what, somebody yeah. has to play better. Somebody has to play better. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I, I will I will take Trevor Lawrence just based on how the Jets' defense has looked of late. I just think you can pick them apart. Uh, they still can't figure out how to cover a screen pass, so I'm sure we're going to see a heavy dose of that. So I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Trevor Lawrence and the battle of the bads. I, I, still, I, I still really believe in Trevor uh, I, I said all year that I thought at some point the Jags would ruin Trevor Lawrence before Trevor Lawrence ruined the Jags, and they have tried <laughs> this season to do that. But uh, the Golden Boy will come out fine in this one, I think. Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, take a pick. <sighs> Fields has played. You know what? I'm, Fields has played better of late. Like the last couple of games, he's really starting to come around. Um, Seattle's. You know, Bart always said that Legion no more boom. Uh, and so banged up. I don't know, man. Like, like they did. They did put up a fight against the Rams defensively. They did. So I don't know if I want to say how that, that Fields could really run all over uh, the Seahawks defense. But I just feel I just got a feeling about Justin Fields this week, and so I'm going to go with him. He's going to play better. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. The Seahawks defense is not particularly good, but. It's just hard. There's so many distractions, and I think they pointed out on the broadcast, you know, there's a new rule in the NFL that if you've informed your coach you're moving on, you can start interviewing other candidates mm-hmm. uh, within the last two weeks of the season. So after this weekend, if the Bears were, for example, to tell Nagy that they're moving on, they could start interviewing candidates. All of these sorts of weird little distractions around the Bears have to stack up at some point. I, I, I don't believe the Seahawks are good, but I just have a hard time trusting Justin Fields. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Russell Wilson has a, is the uh, – Better game. Bears have never fired a coach in season, so why not wait till the week after Christmas to do it? Yeah. (laughs) Week 15 or week 16 starts tonight. Thursday Night Football, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill. Take your pick. Who has a better game? Jimmy G. Yeah. Jimmy G. He's going to put more good tape out there for somebody that that would want to make a move for him if the Niners are ready to move on from him uh, and and hand the reins over to Trey Lance. So I just think he's been in a good – he's just been in such a good groove. They've played well. Uh, you know they are pushing for a playoff spot as well. I just feel like he's in the right place, and the, what they've been able to do with Debo, how he's become such a versatile wide receiver slash player for them, it's been a great weapon, and that's why I just feel like it's benefiting Jimmy G. So I'm going to pick him. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to pick Jimmy G. I, I'm a little nervous about a Thursday night game in Tennessee, short week. Long travel for San Francisco to get involved in that. I still believe in the Titans' defense, but Ryan Tannehill has just not been good lately. Yeah. So, and that's one of the bigger disappointments. I mean, I I understand, and I think we all understand that the way the Titans' offense was built, it's all built around Derrick Henry, and that was going to be fine. Uh, there, there's still a point, and they've had injuries at the wide receiver position as well. But you didn't pay Tannehill what they paid Tannehill for him to come in and not be capable of winning a few games minus pieces. And uh, it's been tough to watch Tannehill play. Even, even Harry Douglas, who uh, we both know is is such a Titans fan in so many ways, has admitted, "Hey, Tannehill's got to play better." I, I don't think that's a hot take. So, not only do I agree with you, I think Jimmy G will play better. 
and he's putting good things on tape, I think the Titans have reason for concern with what's happening with Ryan Tannehill right now. I don't know. Was that that's the end? That's is the that, end. Of is the, that that's it? Yeah, yeah. Evan never says goodbye. He just lays oh, out like that's goodbye. how he does. Do you guys it. want to hear Jimmy G when he was on the show? Great guest booking. Uh, Jimmy G was on Keyshawn J Will and Zubin in uh, May, right after the draft, right after Trey Lance was drafted. Somebody was able to book Jimmy G that next week, and here's what he said about having a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> well, the chip will always be there. Uh, that that hasn't gone away at all. You know, since since I got in the league, I've had that. I think it kind of comes from just the way you were raised and everything like that. You know, my dad was an electrician, blue collar guy, and I think it kind of just rubs off onto you. And so uh, it's kind of the way the league's going nowadays. Uh, Everyone's drafting young, uh, wants to get the developmental guy and things like that. And so, you know, I kind of know what, know what it is. Uh, I've been on both sides of it now, but you know, at the end of the day, like I said earlier, all you can really ask for is the opportunity. And once you get that, you got to take advantage of it. That's all That's all Evan did was took advantage of the opportunity to do a great job getting Jimmy G on this show. Those are the kinds of guests you get on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, an NBA all-star returned to where it all started 19 years later, and the crowd loved it. We'll tell you more about it, and maybe, maybe there's more of that coming. I don't know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, Alan Hahn, Jason Fitz. It's like a Voltron combining of different ESPN shows today. You can check out Barton Hahn, ESPN Radio, on noon Eastern uh, every weekday. And you can check out Spain and Fitz, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. You, got the, I, you know what? I think we got the better half of the early show and definitely not of the late show. Sarah, far smarter, more talented depends than on I. Who but, you, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> What you have? What you have are the two nice guys from both shows. Look at that! I'll take that you know all what I mean? day. 
uh, unless Sarah takes that as some implication that I no, think she's I, not I already nice, know. I already know Sarah is just as aggressive as Bart, and that's why we like both of them. That's what makes them both good. But we are I'm the nice guys that are the point guards. <laughs> He's Alan Hahn. I'm Jason Fitz, and we're having a little bit of fun on Festivus. We're going to do that now on the Goodyear Hotline, where we're joined by Vince Carter, NBA legend. Vince, all these old guys getting back in the league. You aren't old, sir, because I'm not going to call you that. Uh, you getting calls? You thinking about getting out there and dunking on somebody? What somebody we had to have oh, called man. you, see. Somebody no, had no, to No, let me say this. So I, I worked the, uh, the Hawks uh, mm-hmm. Magic game, two of my former teams, and the joke uh, flew around from the time I stepped into the arena, probably until the time I left the arena. You know, um, I'm talking about like when I got in there, uh, Coach Jamal Mosley, ha ha ha. You know, you, you got a magic uniform in there. Hey, you know, you never know. It sounds good, funny, funny. And then you know, we're going on the broadcast before on, on air, and of course, our equipment manager Tim Wilson. Uh, I, I, you know, I text back and forth with him still to this day. We golf together, and he's like, "Can make you a jersey." In a matter of seconds, let me know. <laughs> it's just, it was just cool. I mean, it's just—it's a good feeling that people still think about think about me like that. And and then as I'm walking out the arena, a couple of ushers like, um, you, you know, I'm gonna see you next week. You know, like, yep. see me next week for what? You know, calling games maybe. But you know, so it's 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 cool. I haven't gotten any phone calls. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, it, it kind of it just it was just kind of a cool feeling. Like hmm, maybe I should just go. Well, to I mean, wait, Vince, just, just, just friends talking hey, here, Vince. Like, I'm going to start there. It's just, the lungs I'm worried about. <laughs> just be, yeah. be honest. It's just a bunch of friends talking here. You could still crush. Like, how, like what, what, what's the stat line going to be? Vince Carter gets out on the floor, you know, coming in out of the blue. You, you, you rip off the super. It's like Superman. All of a sudden, you got the jersey on underneath. You go out on the floor. What's the stat line going to be? This, is, this will be an honest. This is, my, uh, this is an honest reaction here. And I, I, I think. Me stepping on the floor, my mind and mentality at this age is be a difference maker. And that, I mean, that means I, I may score a bucket or two or be a ball mover, set the, the big screen, or just make the right play, you know. And, and, and those are, are needed and missed in the league now because you have guys, you know, come in the league and they want to show that they can, they can be the man. They can score. They can make plays. But you always need a glue guy. And a glue guy sticks around for a very long time. Yes, I know, guys, it's not the sexy answer. It's not. But there's a lot of guys that you say, how the heck did he stick around that long? Well, he was willing to do whatever it takes to help his team win. And, and those are the guys that typically can stick around in 10 days because how, many times, how often do you sign a 10-day guy um, that, that you need to score big buckets? Not often. You usually bring them in to just help run the offense and to be a solid player. And that's probably what I would be if that opportunity it's not, that's probably what I'll be. I'll just say that. We got VC now admitting that he would be the guy at the Y with the wristbands actually on his wrists, setting screens for everyone and rebounding. Yeah, and like probably that, a headband because I'll probably sweat profusely <laughs> at, this, at this age. So, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah you got to get good at aggressive clapping when you take that role. Speaking from yes. experience, you're the aggressive clapper. <laughs> But no, in all honesty, though, because it hasn't been, I think I've told you this before, like I covered your last game and we didn't know it was going to be your last mm-hmm. game until that day when they announced the season was going to be stopped because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's not that long ago. If if you did get a call, do you think you could do it? Or, you're or, trying to make logic of this. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but don't, do you think, though, do you think you could? If somebody called you, could you do it? It takes a lot of motivating, uh, personally, first and foremost, because, you know, 
I've been removed from the game. Um, that's, it feels like a long time. I'm, I'm going to be honest. And I've gotten a lot of the, out of the game. And, you know, after that shot, well, uh, not even after that shot, probably a few months after, after it was announced that we, the Hawks, were not going to the bubble, mm-hmm. it was um, easy to turn it off and just kind of just call it a career. So, Something like that for me to happen. I talked to my family, first of all, and they were like, what? I, I know some of the, my younger family members will probably find it interesting, cool. Um, my kids might probably still, you know, because all of them didn't see me play really now that they're a little older. My oldest has. Uh, my mom, mm, I don't know. She'd probably have mixed emotions about it. But, you know, I, I mean, it'll be a cool closure for, for my family. Um, but, like, I'd have to really sit in the dark by myself and really, really think it through. And I, and, and honestly, God, I need some time to kind of get back into that type of shape. Cause like, I haven't thought about playing basketball or tried to play basketball. I'm asked all the time, Hey, you still playing basketball? Absolutely not. I haven't thought about it. I come, I go to a game, I call a game. I walk right by a basketball. Like it's a stranger I've never seen in my life. You know, that's just where I am. So uh, do I think about it sometimes? Yeah. Do I feel like I can still shoot the ball? Absolutely. But it's like I said, I, I made the lungs joke, but that's a, that's really true. Like, I mean, all of the excitement and the anxiety and just coming back, like, that's the, that's the tough part, getting back into that type of shape when you're playing against guys who've already been through 35 games, you know. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Alan Han, Jason fits in for the guys talking to Vince Carter. So let's get some thoughts on some of what's going on in the league right now. Kendrick Perkins. Okay. Uh, he's all in on LeBron going back to Cleveland. He says LeBron would have a better chance to win a title uh, with the Cavs than the Lakers this year. Lakers 16-16 and 16, uh, with the AD out for four weeks. Give me the, the reel from your mind on where the Lakers are. So when you think about LeBron, I mean, you think any team he gets on, they're always ha- they always have a shot. And like you said, there's 32 games in at 16-16. and 16. Yes, it, it, you know, obviously the protocols and, guys in and out of league, this is in and out of the lineups and shoot the roster in general, it makes things even more difficult for the Lakers. Now, Anthony Davis out for, you know, four weeks, possibly long. You don't, you never know. Um, It continues to make things tough, but what do we expect from, from this Lakers team in the regular season anyway? You know, and, and, you know, that's just a question, a general question for everybody to really answer for themselves. Some people are like, oh, I thought they were going to end up being the first seed or, you know, the true aficionados of the game look at it and say, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think they'd do well in, in the regular season. And it's the reality when you look at all this talent, like it's impossible. Well, yes, I, mean, I, I felt like they're, they're veterans and they're still going to figure it out. And, it, it, you know, you just go through and like, you know, we, we, we'll be okay. I think this team is a playoff made team in the it, it, they may limp to the playoffs and i've said time and time again they don't want they, they don't want to get you know a fifth or a lower seed they they need home court advantage because you know if you play all season you play against the Lakers team you feel like oh man we've beaten them up before so you don't want teams to have that confidence but at the same time this is a veteran team the playoffs they're made for that i mean because you know, you don't have the back-to-back, and you don't have you have time to prepare. You're just preparing for one team, and these guys understand how to play because we've seen them play at their best. And when they lock in, you're like, "Yeah, leave, man. This is this is the Laker team that we looked at." So, I I think they have a chance to make some noise, but it's just for me that was my question: How will they do in the regular season? 
it might be ugly. It might look bad, and you, you have people thinking like this, and that's what we're seeing. But it's just like, okay, playoff time, proven guys, when coaches tend to shorten their roster, well, if you shorten your roster now, well, guess what? You're playing veteran after veteran after veteran who has a lot of ex- playoff experience and championships. So I, I think they just have to get there. Vince, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Happy holidays. We appreciate you letting us try to push you back in the league. But, you know, whatever hey, makes man, you happy you makes know. us like happy. Said, they might be listening to us. Listen, you know, you never know. This last the whole season. I'm telling you, I have. There's a method to my madness. I need to see you in a Nick uniform before it's over. So oh, get yourself on the treadmill. Let's go. Oh, I'll start next week. <laughs> I mean, the most important thing is I just need tickets. If we if we brought this into fruition, that's all I'm asking for. Man. Hey, man, we that. appreciate it, brother. I, I, for- I know how this goes. I know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got an angle, man. Appreciate you, man. Have a great holiday. Yeah. All right, guys. Great stuff from Vince Carter. In the meantime, let's get back to quarterback jerseys. Buy or burn? What would you do with your quarterback jersey? We'll let you guys chime in. We'll give you some of our thoughts. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN <laughs> Radio. The ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Alan Hahn, Jason Fitz, filling in for the guys. There are good new Christmas songs. I want to say that. I like some of the new. I just think Mike Golick Jr.'s take that new Christmas music is better than old Christmas music is hot garbage. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I just, I don't get that kind of take from Golick with you saying that a song doesn't slap. Yeah. Oh, Holy Night doesn't slap. Oh, Holy Night's not supposed to slap, right? I mean, isn't that really what, what we're talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like maybe, I- maybe you should slap your ears. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that should statue if you're going to slap anything. I think what we've just learned is that Mike's take on his Christmas songs is uh, much like his NFL career. Forgettable, hmm. terrible. I'm just throwing all sorts of shade, boy. I am. I, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go. All right. Let's head to the Dr Pepper call in line. You guys can chime in and hang out with us on the show. Triple eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. That's the way you get in on the phone. We got a couple of things rolling right now. Number one. Uh, we've been asking buy or burn on quarterback uh, jersey. So, you, you know, under the tree, you putting one under the tree for your favorite team's quarterback right now. Are you buying it? You're burning it. That's the question. And also, if your quarterback wasn't a quarterback, what's it look like you would do for a living? We've had some interesting responses on that. Scott in North Carolina wants to chime in on buy or burn. Who's your quarterback and what are you doing with the jersey? 
Uh, lifelong Browns fan. So mm-hmm. suffer. I, I've been suffering my whole life. Um, I would burn the one they handed Baker Mayfield in 2018 on draft day with the number one on it. They um, should I, – I, that's fine that the Browns drafted him, but it should have been a number 101 on day three or day two of the draft maybe. Um, so I would start there, burn that one before he even gets to the number six jersey he wears now. Mm. Yeah, Man. that's not the keeper. Definitely like, not the keeper. You might be stuck with the number six jersey, though. I, I don't know, though. Like, here's the, the hard thing. Like, I just heard everything he said. I don't know why I got so pitiful with the way I voiced that, too. But I just heard everything Scott said. And it breaks my heart because I know that Browns fans want Baker to be spectacular. But reality is he wasn't going to be available much later in the draft. So it's not like he would have been available to pick 101. It doesn't work that way. And the other side of it is we make jokes about the 27,000 quarterbacks that have played for the Browns since 2001. Don't look it up. That's a fairly accurate number. There's been so many of them that are just bad that I I understand that you use the phrase, and I I think I heard you say it yesterday too, like that quarterback's in the middle 10. I think yeah. that we are undervaluing the middle 10. And and I had a former NFL coach, and I realize everybody will joke, that's why he's former, but he was sitting on a tour bus with me years ago getting drunk, and he said, you know what, if I, if I know that my team has a quarterback that won't you-know-what me, I will pay that guy all day every day because I just need a quarterback that won't lose me games. That's a real logic from a lot of people. And I look at Baker, and I'm saying – Okay, cool. You're going to dip back in the draft? You think you're suddenly going to figure it out there? Or are we as a network going to spend the next three months telling you that we're going to see unprecedented change like we did last year, and then none of it happens? Trust, right? That, that's what you're talking about from a coaching perspective. If you have a, a strong running game and you have a good defense, you don't necessarily have to then have a superstar quarterback. You just have to have a quarterback that you trust maybe has a better brain than he does an arm. Right, maybe has a better understanding of the game than he does the ability to play it. In that sense, that's the quarterback you want as long as he's durable. I mean, that, those are two incredibly valuable things, also. Right, brains and durability. If right. you don't have the arms and the legs, right? If you don't have the arm talent uh, and and the elusiveness, whatever that, all the athletic stuff, then to me, to have the 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 wherewithal to be able to see the game, understanding it, being a time score situation, all that stuff, to think the game. I mean, that's what makes Aaron Rodgers so unfair, because he's that guy that in a game, and Brady's done this too. But Aaron Rodgers more than anyone because he's got the much better arm than Brady. That his acumen and his physical ability coming together like Voltron, like you used that reference earlier, mm-hmm. like it is an incredible combination to have. But if you have one of those elements, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have the guy with all the arm talent in the world? But you know the the like he's got all the tools but no toolbox, or do you want the guy that has got you know the, the brain power to understand everything he's seeing and process it all and be able to pull all the tricks out that he can pull out in a game, but yet also has the understanding and awareness of I'm just handing the ball off here, I'm just checking down here, I'm throwing it at this guy's feet instead of taking a sack. Like I know what I'm supposed to do, and I know I can't I can't throw that guy open. So we're gonna we're gonna rely on the running game. That's what coaches probably would rather have than the guy who's the gunslinger. I guess I just I. Keep but Baker's not either one of these though. That might be it. But but the hard part is you know I, I love to play this game in in life. The shoes on the other foot game. So let's put ourselves in the other situation and see exactly what we would do. The hard mm-hmm. part of the Baker conversation for me is always going to be. All right, if not Baker, then who? And I'll remind everybody as Field Yates told all of us around the draft. From 2009 to 2016, no quarterbacks drafted in the first round are still with their teams today. 
So uh, once Carson Wentz was traded, that became a, a, a non. So this whole concept of we're just going to go to the draft and fix it. How's that working? Not just because you're here, but like, how's that working for Zach Wilson? Right? Like, so the concept of getting a quarterback in the draft is a non-starter to me. And then we look at all of the, like, we're not a hundred percent sure Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. We don't know if money's going to keep Russell Wilson where he is. And all of a sudden we could be looking around saying, okay, you're getting rid of Baker Mayfield for who? That's the part of it. It's the for who that every fan base forgets when they burn these jerseys. That's what Rizzo said. We had him on earlier this week, and and he's got you know the big show in Cleveland, and he had the impassioned um, rant to Browns fans about how you just want to go back to that world where we had we were on that 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 constant uh, turnstile of quarterbacks. You finally got one. You know, we have that sound. Let's play this. I want you to hear this, Fitz, because this is, I guess, the pain. You you, you seem to really be able to relate to pain of a fan base. Yeah. Listen to Rizzo as he just calls out Browns fans for saying that you can't win with Baker Mayfield. I'm so tired of this elite quarterback thing. First of all, how many elite quarterbacks are there in the league? Two, Patty and Aaron Rodgers? Give me a break. You guys, this is not a beauty contest. You can win with the kid. We won with him last year. You went deep in the playoffs. You had the Chiefs on the ropes. This year, he got injured. I know nobody wants to hear it. Now, if if Mike T is correct and he's going to continue to get injured, certainly that would be a concern. But but at this point, ever just tossing Baker Mayfield to the side because he's too short and too slow, I don't want to hear it. He's a winner, and he's Cleveland's quarterback, and we're behind him right now. I don't think he's what he's saying is wrong. I mean, uh, th- that's the thing that that hits me is everybody wants an Aaron Rodgers, and man, if you and then they'll say, "Well, you got to be committed to try and win a championship." You're thinking too small. I, uh, proximity. The price of proximity is a phrase I've stolen from Michael Jr. Like what? Sometimes what we have to do is just keep ourselves in the playoff conversation and hope that everything busts right at that time to try and make a run. And frankly, after one winning season in the last 16 years as a Raiders fan, price of proximity for me is be good enough to be in the conversation. Baker puts the Browns in the conversation. We have no idea who they could that would replace him that would do that. By the way, can I say I love I love Tony's accent. Doesn't no, it remind you of, of of Home Alone when he's like, you've been smooching with my brother, right? Like he's got that <laughs> snuffy Al, Leo, little Mo with the gimpy legs. <laughs> I could go on forever, baby. Like, no, oh, man. That's one of my favorite accents. I love I just had to throw that out there since we're talking Christmas movies. We'll keep the quarterback conversation going while we talk about uh, uh, Christmas movies throughout the course of the morning. But uh, the draft is almost here. And the top two quarterbacks from April's draft meet for the first time. And boy, things are different. We'll tell you how next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.